0: Walker Show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. And now for what is fast becoming a hot segment here on the Wesson Walker Show, the Prospect Duel. We are still in the second round, 39th overall. Wait, Let's here's hit that an intro real quick. I challenge you to a duel. This
1: town ain't big enough for two. Choose your fighter.
0: So Walker yesterday pulled a fast one on me, and he did not say when we originally brought up this segment. He didn't say all of the resources that you could use at your disposal. So yesterday, all of them, because That's he the was answer. still hurting because he took a L the first day and probably should have lost. Oh, he took an L yesterday. No, two days ago. And then should have lost the first one as well. He played up on Fiddy's Carolina Love. So, you know, he felt like he had to, you know, go to some, all the resources and tactics he could use. So yeah,
1: I'm using all my resources. He got the Sign win yesterday.
0: He got the win yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start it off today. The winner gets to go first. So you, sir, have the floor. All
1: right, let me tell you about what I can bring to the Carolina Panthers. At number 39 overall. I'm 6'4". I'm 246 pounds, already a nice specimen for you being out there on that football field. And I'm on the offensive side, I play tight end. A lot of scouts have called me the best pass catching option in this draft, regardless of position. Don't confine me just to the tight end box with that praise. All the pass catchers out there. Another scout said, I remind them of Travis Kelsey. A third NFL scout, yes, a third added that. My blocking does need some help, but I can be an impact player right now. As soon as I entered the league, which is really tough for a tight end, I posted the highest amount of yards per route run by any tight end in college football, and that was seventh overall in the entire sport. I want you to pay attention, Mr. Scott Fitterer, because these stats are going to get me this victory as long as you're listening. Pro Football Focus, Mike Renner, he said that this wasn't a hyperbole, but he thinks that I have the best ball skills that he's ever seen from a tight end prospect. I only had two drops on 108 catchable passes the last two seasons, and I even caught 16 of my 27 contested situations. Legit first round talent that might fall only because I'm not the crazy premier athlete, but I get the job done with all the stats that I just led you to believe. In fact, I led all power five tight ends with 23 catches of 15 or more yards. So I'm a downfield threat too, not just the safety valve that you wanna have for Bryce Young. I forced 16 missed tackles on 70 catches in 2022, and I coincide with what was an excellent season from some other great tight ends in this class but me i'm the one that you should be drafting number 39 overall thank you mr fitterer you don't have to listen to this next blind resume but i guess just to do the participation thing feel free
0: all right (laughs) (laughs) this guy wants to come in and he wants to talk about production yep could i interest you in last season i had 109 catches 1,398 yards, 17 touchdowns. And, oh, yeah, the year before that, I'm no flash in the pan. I had 90 catches, 1,329 yards, and 12 touchdowns. I might be a small guy, 5'8", 165 pounds, but I can go get it. I run that four four. You remember you had a receiver here not too long ago that was a small guy, but bought up big things on the field, big production, big crowd, big Applause for the things that he could do, I can do the same thing. I can get back there and return the punts. I can get back there and return the kicks. You might as well call me Duke Power because I'm going to bring the electricity and not going to give you a bill. The only bill you're going to get is top billing. Because every time time, you put the ball in my hands, I'm going to make it happen. But, hey, don't listen to me. Listen to the other guy that you had that was a little small that uh, he'll tell you what I can do, too
2: his explosiveness his rack does a great job of setting up defender dynamic with the ball in his hand he makes you think where is tank dale at on the field is he in a slot is he lined up in the backfield <laughs> the is he, outside? he has the ability to run away from defenders he has the ability to beat press cover he has also the field awareness that you really want out of your wide receiver he's a tank you can put his size in there remove that let that stop being the excuse just look at the man's body of I don't care what school he went to I don't care what size he is or he is what he does do is play the kind of
0: football that you want on your team agent 89 believes that tank Dale you got the seal of approval young man that's right and then I'll take your soundbite from yesterday and raise you a reel live on WFNZ's Instagram on the Guy Range 704 Instagram and the Twitter of WFNZ and Westcott Range. I've got the reel with the Tankdale highlights with a little bit more description of how nasty this young this is a man is. Resume. Let's go. You'll need it. After that, you can go look at the highlights <laughs> so they can see what they want and see what they
1: get all right but if, if you miss this one on the text line if you miss who wes was talking about then that's just on you because he told you he told you steve smith told you who it was so you know we know who wes is all right so tank dell is wes bryant that's who he was portraying there i was portraying dalton kincaid the tight end out of utah who is one of these prospects that is rising up boards a ton as we approach the NFL draft? Mr. Scott Fitterer, what say you on who sold you the most why you should take them thirty nine?
2: I feel like I've said this every time that we've done this, but this has been the hardest one to choose. I had to really keep my composure, Walker, when you talked about your ball skills.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I bet you
2: did. Um that was the, for you. The thing I love about y'all too. Is y'all are ultra competitive and y'all are two of the worst losers I've ever met in my life, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Cam Newton once said, If you show me a good loser, I will show you a loser. Yeah, your argument was good, Walker. Yeah, it was the best. Wes's was better because, like, I could see the drool coming out of his mouth. Tank Dell might be the one guy. That could get him to become a Carolina Panther fan <laughs> oh, all the way. that's true. point. I mean, point. it might be become a we us. Yeah. It's 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 that type of love he has for this little this little guy who plays wide receiver <laughs> that does some big time things. So, I think we got an even series 2 too.
1: Okay.
2: You know, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna make the trip back east over the weekend, and next week you've got four days. I guess we go all the way up until the draft to. To really decide who wins the prospect duels.
1: All right, so Wolfpack James, he knew who I was immediately. He's been pretty good at guessing the blind resumes. He said, Dalton Kincaid, no way he's available at 39, but I'll take him. I haven't seen him really in the first – I haven't seen him so far up that high. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I didn't think so. Um, And Wolfpack James also said, Tank Dell, nah, I'll take Kincaid all day. Brian said, ooh, Give me Kincaid O-O-O Not E-W He wasn't saying anything Was nasty right there
2: Also (laughs) we played The soundbite
1: I know, yeah.
2: Where and and we're Smitty talking, and you know I should have bleeped it out, but I, I looked at it because I think Wes was just that confident in what he had to offer. Mm-hmm. And then JP and Morrisville still texted in Josh Downs. <laughs> I,
1: know, I, saw, <laughs> I did see that. And, but look, hey, we'll, we'll give you a little love here. We'll give you some grace because the delay might have hurt you. But yes, the name came in Tank Dell, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Is it Josh Downs? No, no, it's it's Tank Dell. Big Cat Dan, he dropped a couple of. Eight Mile references. He said, Wes is about to be rabbit walker. Spaghetti, spaghetti. That's my line. He also said, Papa Doc just killed it again. Wes won. Draft Tank Dell. Appreciate everybody tuning in for the Prospect Duels. It's been a lot of fun. Even series now, too, too. I will say, when I said I missed a soundbite, I was going to put one up there. Steve Smith just talked about Dalton Kincaid, and that's oh, the one man. I was going to go to. So it would have been Steve Smith talking about both of these guys. Now let's serve. I as, feel so bad for you. Yeah, I know you do. Let's talk about this as ourselves, I guess. Right, okay. with one tank, with one Kincaid. Um, you just gave the entire spiel about why you should draft Tank. I feel like he's been the guy that has risen on your board as much as any prospect out there in the last couple of months.
0: No doubt about it. I love the excitement. I love the guys that can juke you out of your shoes, and I love the guys that bring the excitement. But when you look at the way he runs his routes, he wins off the line of scrimmage. Like Steve Smith said, take the height out of it. This is a guy valued as a second-round pick. The production is just outstanding. When you talk about a guy that's caught – as many passes he has, 199 in the last two seasons. This is a guy that after the season he had in 2021, I'm impressed with the guy of that stature to come into 2022, knowing that defenses are game planning for him, and he has an even bigger year than what he had the previous season. So I like him a whole lot, and I think in this league, you need dynamic weapons to win. You want guys that are matchup problems. You put this guy in a slot with what he can do. Also, you talk about in the return game, I just think that he's the type of guy that can take this offense to a different level and give you a chance, really, when you talk about this season, if you want to have a chance to go to the playoffs, when you play some of these squads and some of these big must-win games, where you need that extra wrinkle to get you a win, a reverse, a a play that he can make out of the slot at receiver, got guy that can catch it and take it to the house. I think those are the type of weapons you win with in the NFL when you look at the top team. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I still am one. If you were forcing me to select a position over another one, I'm still going wide receiver. I've been on that bandwagon for quite some time. Don Kincaid, he would get me excited, though, because this is someone that has a lot of production from this past season. How about 70 receptions for a tight end? That's a lot. college football and we can go to Michael Mayer who is projected to be the number one guy taken he had 71 in 2021 he had 67 just this past season there's a reason that he is the top tight end but there are every once in a while there are takes out there that hey you should draft Washington out of Georgia instead of Michael Mayer because he's the athletic freak you should draft Kincaid because he is excellent when the football is in the air and he brings down those contested catches I know people love Mayer. I don't think he's going to be there at 39. I guess I think Kincaid is. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm. That's who I li-
0: thought you were at first. I thought you were Michael Mayer. Yeah,
1: no, I'm Don Kincaid. And I think the Panthers have taken a swing on tight ends who don't have a ton of production coming out of college, hoping they can develop into something. And Ian Thomas has become a legit NFL player, got a second contract just in the passing game. He's not producing at all after we thought he was going to break out. It hasn't happened yet for Tommy Trimble. I'm one that is willing to wait another year on Trimble, but, you know, I- I'm I'm willing to also admit that it might be too long. Like, Walker, get off the Trimble train, right? Like, I-, I get that. I just, I like the ability that he has, so maybe I would move elsewhere off of him as the tight end. But, Wes, both of those guys didn't have a ton of pass-catching production coming out of college, Kincaid does, right? Washington doesn't. He would be more of that mold that you drafted with Trimble, Andy, and Thomas. So maybe they just go a completely different route. The athleticism, I didn't even see where he tested all that well at all. Or, I mean, outright didn't test. So maybe that's something that would give get you off of the Kincaid train, but... Yeah, man, the production is there, and there's a lot of people that really like what he did at Utah, also going for you know quite a bit of touchdowns this past season, had a 234-yard receiving game against USC on October 15th. I mean, just a monster outing against one of the better teams in college football, so that's the reason I chose him today.
0: Okay, well, like I said, I mean, people do like Don Kincaid. a tight end would be good. Yeah. My man... Uh... Hayden Hurst, though, definitely going to hold it down this year. So that's another reason why I felt like I might have had an edge. Yeah,
1: to, well, yeah well, no, that's fine. Um, I think Fiddy is on to something with you needing to be a Panthers fan, though. Right. That's, that's why he wants to right, give right, you the right, victory. Right, right, so right. we'll roll with that. <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you, though, are, are you against drafting a tight end at 39? Are you more so receiver, linebacker, DE?
0: No, if they get a guy that can be dynamic, Sure. Because I think that's what you need. You need dynamic weapons. You don't want to draft a guy that's just going to be a blocker primarily and catch a pass every now and again. But if you got a guy that's going to be a legit weapon and could end up being a 60-70 catch guy in this league, sure.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I I think I'm coming around to it a little bit more so. It's just, you know, one of these guys is going to get cut that, that you've had on the on the roster for a while. I just wonder if they're ready to make that move, especially after they bring in one Hayden Hurst. Um Let's go to a couple of the uh, text messages on the Garage Door Guru text line. Brian said, Kincaid is Chris Sims' number one tight end over Meyer. A couple of other people writing in. 704 would rather have Darnell Washington at 39 because of that athleticism. And that's something that does scare me because some of these number one guys, they, they are pretty good athletes at the position. And I think when you talk about mismatch more so, Wes, they do provide the the freaky athletic ability that can get away from linebackers and are also too big for safeties right like that's what you want at that particular position and so you know you see your George Kittles you see the Travis Kelsey all these guys very athletic that would be something that that would scare me with some of these uh, uh top tight ends but Tank Dell with the return game that would be fun like you would get somebody dynamic, and that would help. I think Bryce Young quite a bit when challenging downfield.
0: Yeah, I think so, man. And he's also a guy that that is good in short spaces.
1: Um, real quick question before we move on: Jalen Hyatt or Tank Dell? We talked about Hyatt at thirty nine today. Dale. Tank Dell over Jalen Hyatt. And you like Jalen. You like him probably more than me and Fitty do. Yeah, I like at him, 39.
0: But I, I take Tank Dell. I think this is a guy that he's just being slighted because of his size.
1: Yeah. All right. There you go. Oh, man. Just draft everybody that's short here. I, anybody that is short for their size or for their position, please draft that player if you're Carolina. Let's move on. We have a couple of other topics to get to. Yes, some more criticism for the playing surface over there at Bank of America Stadium. We'll get to that. And finally, Wes will be able to talk a little bit more about the fight that he's excited about this weekend. That's still to come on Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: Folks, this is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Charlotte FC, Major League Soccer is now in season, and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match. So stop uh, by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends, and you can see Fitty do the dance that he just did he's out twerking. of my peripherals. his
1: attempt at twerking.
0: Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse where Fitty will surely be twerking off <laughs> of the drink. Coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte uh, studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line. Only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports fan hit us up on the garage door guru text line 704-570-9610 hit up those socials hit that follow button to wfnz instagram wfnz twitter and the wesson walker twitter on twitter (laughs) and then follow all our personal twitters too that'll be something good for you to do while you're sitting in your car eating your burger and fries you can uh, look up our personal twitters as well where i posted my video of Tank Dale just put as one, I bask in my victory Just from put the last one hand day. on
1: the steering wheel, right? I mean I know you're eating, I know you're following us Ooh, on Twitter. Just put at least one hand on the steering wheel. That's
0: a lot going on. Driving, that's trying what to said. find our Twitters. I said while you're sitting in your car eating your burger and fries. I know. That's what I was but then you what said what you to said?
1: follow. That's what I said. You're saying I I hope that they're not driving at least. Gotcha.
0: That's, That's what I'm saying. And if you like, are, I thought you said to do it while they're driving.
1: I just don't want you getting people hurt out here and then being a liability out here for it, Quest. That's the thing.
0: <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. So as we come back, report comes out again. They're talking about last season when the Panthers turf was a topic of conversation. And after the Detroit Lions game and they came out with the test talking about the degrees to which it was over. What the NFL standards were for how uh, a playing surface should be before the game. I mean, how embarrassing should the Panthers be about this surface? And in my opinion, how can rich NFL teams have? Horrible playing surfaces. Yeah, I mean this has been enough
1: of a problem now where it it, now you really have a decision to make if you're David Tepper to try to figure this thing out, right? Because clearly you can change it for any soccer event that is going on at Bank of America Stadium. And so now when you have football season in place, just because you want turf there, because of some of the benefits that it might serve you as the owner. You're talking about a lot of players that have a problem with the surface, not only from outside teams and the Detroit lions. They were talking about it quite a bit just last year where you had Aiden Hutchinson said, quote, that was the most concrete field I've ever been on in my whole life. I didn't think that was actually legal to play on warming up. You're trying to turn the corner and literally in warmups. I fell in my first one-on-one rep right on my face. Frank Ragnow also had some comments against, I believe Jared Goff did as well Shaq Thompson has been one on the team, on the very the guy that has to play all the home games on Bank of America at Bank of America Stadium is a problem. So, yeah, I mean, this is it's getting to the point where you would hope something would get fixed because there are uh, multiple comments uh, against it now.
0: Yeah. In a report outlining the differences in playing field surfaces, NFLPA President J.C. Treader explained that the turf wasn't up to standards. They do what they call the Clegg test to determine field safety, it measures field hardness in terms of units of gravity. In order to pass the test, you must measure below 100 G's, and before that game, the Panthers measured 150, so that is not good at all.
1: Yeah, Mike K had a tweet about it, a part of the Charlotte Observer. Alex Anzalone, a former linebacker, also, or linebacker, tweeted uh, that he'd never played on a surface that bad in his whole life. That that surface. So, yeah, I mean, it's not when you have different players from different teams and then also players on your very own team talk about this stuff. Yeah, it's it's something that I really hope that the Carolina Panthers would end up fixing.
0: I would love to hear the explanation from the team as to why this surface is what it is because as I said you would think the NFL you would think as you go through middle school and high school and college you would think that things would continue to get upgraded now if you're playing at the top of the top universities you're going to have cream of the crop facilities fields and things of that nature but just in the NFL man I just can't understand how any NFL team worth billions of dollars would have a bad plan.
1: Well, and and two, you know, Daniel wrote in that you possibly lose more money missing million-dollar players to injury versus saving money on the grass as well, right? Like, so you're talking about even if you were to switch this up, not for the benefit of what you put turf down for in the first place, you are talking about player safety. And I think that the human part of the business does actually come to the light here where maybe you don't want to play all your home games. If you are looking to sign some big time free agent. Now I guess it didn't hurt bringing in Adam Thielen. I guess it didn't hurt bringing in Hayden Hurst, DJ Chark, Miles Sanders. Okay. So for sure, I would just hope that the owner would also want to say, okay, yeah, we hear everybody's complaints. You don't want to have the worst playing surface in all of the NFL that some people are criticizing that field for being. So, yeah, you would think, especially with a guy like David Tepper, who is competitive in all walks of life, you would think you wouldn't want to be losing the bout of having the worst field in all of the National
0: Football League. So, Miles Sanders has been, I mean, he must be just thrilled that he got the bag. We talked about some of his comments yesterday. I would yesterday be, I know that. Comparing the Panthers' offensive line to the Eagles, saying that they're just as good. And I said, Miles, my man, that money has got you going, baby. Okay? And then he comes out after that to further the conversation about what some of the things were that he said. And he says, whoever we get, hopefully, it's the best guy in the draft when – Asked about the number one pick. And he said, hopefully whoever comes here just knows it's time to work. And we're not rebuilding nothing over here. We trying to get straight to it. I end quote. Woo! That's what big Was talk, he talking man. about the Super Bowl or Justin? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me because he was talking about the Super Bowl, how addictive it is. Now, maybe not. The Super Bowl, and I get it. You don't want to come out and say, "Hey, we're rebuilding. We just want to come out and have a good showing." But I'm just like, man, Miles is uh, pretty hyperbolic uh, these days, right now, man. So I just found his comments to be, you know, a little amusing. I, I don't <laughs> a little <laughs> amu- I don't think it's
1: I don't think it's crazy though. I, I'm not not battling for the Super Bowl. I don't think Carolina is a Super Bowl contender next year. I don't think that. I do think they're absolutely a playoff contender especially playing in the NFC, especially playing in the NFC South, where it is not a foregone conclusion that the Saints are going to win this thing or that Tampa Bay is going to win this thing. So if you're in in Atlanta, while I like some of the moves that they made, Carolina has just as uh, good of a shot as anybody to win this. You get the most talented QB, right? Like the, 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 the theory is the number one overall selection. You hope you hit on your QB right away. And you have a nice system in place already to help win games right now. And I think that's what I look towards because they're not as good as Kansas City. They're not as good as Cincinnati. There are are clearly a list of teams that you can go with and say they're better than Carolina. But every franchise has weaknesses at different position groups. I don't see anything egregious with this Panthers team right now except at the quarterback position and you're going to draft the number one overall selection at that spot, the offensive line, good. Defensive line, you have two guys there with Brown and Brian Burns. Pass rushing is a weakness on the other side, no doubt, but you at least have two first-rounders that are going to get paid big money on their next contract. Linebacking core, you bring in someone like Shaq Thompson, again, alongside Frankie Luvu, Von Bell, you allow Jeremy Chin to move around in the defense, be a rover, wherever you want to play him. There are... Everything is pretty solid, right? There are some weaknesses within specific position groups, but I think a lot of teams have that. So I I don't think I would call it an outright rebuild either. I think you're one or two position groups away from really making a run at this thing, of course, with the caveat of the number one overall pick actually hitting at the QB spot.
0: Well, I think by definition, I would call it a rebuild. I mean, you're picking top 10. I know that you were able to compete for possibly a playoff spot because of the division by default, just how... Uh, tough it was as far as records-wise from top to bottom. But then again, like I said, you're drafting in the top nine. Then you also move up in the draft, and you're picking number one now because you traded, but with all the moves, like they had to make a big amount of moves to fill holes in their roster. So I I would call it a rebuild to an extent. Don't know what you're going to get from the top pick, but uh, I would classify what Carolina's doing as a rebuild.
1: Yeah. If it is, I mean, if it is rebuild retool, like we, we argue about this all the time, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's radio fodder and I get it. I, I think if it is a rebuild what they have done is a very nice job of creating a team that they can compete for a playoff spot next season. Again, it's all going to come down to the QB. And I think Josh Klein tweeted this out too, that pretty clearly for them, they've, they've tried to create an environment for them to really make a run at it, not this season, but the season after to where then maybe you get some more wide receiver help. We still don't know like that's I don't know how big of a weakness is it. it is, right? Like we've talked about them being average with Thielen and Chark, Chark on a one year deal, Thielen on a multi-year deal. But who knows how long he can play? I'd love to have that long-term solution there. You're hoping Terrace Marshall can be it, but you can't bank on it because of his injury history and he hasn't shown enough to be that guy. If he improved, great. If you drafted a 39 overall selection at wide receiver, fantastic. So those are a couple of the positions, but if they hit on that, then yeah, Carolina's going to be in a prime position to make a big old leap after this season too.
0: And I would say something fun to look at here. How many Panthers free agents have come in talking like miles has off top well because i know you didn't love Thielen's i think comments. about like uh yeah but i mean i'm thinking about remember vince young and the infamous dream team oh comment? Well, that's the worst that's one of Some the worst of all stuff. time yeah i can't remember a player coming to the panthers talking as big as as miles sanders has talked when he's come in. can you think of any or any of the callers out there i can't think of anybody that's come in with the bravado that he's come in with which is great for a franchise for sure. I'm just saying I can't think of any Panthers guys that have come in like
1: this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the Baker press conferences. You know, like I'm trying to think if – because Baker is – he's outspoken. I felt like it was a little tempered here, not all the way. There would be some times I remember when he had the back and forth with Joe Person during media availability about batted passes at the line of scrimmage. Is there a drill you know of? Because if you know of one, we'd love to know. I know there was a little of that. Kind of snarkiness from Baker, but I don't know of anything that Wes is asking.
2: Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold sort of started his press conference off like this Hey, bro. And I mean, I think that really set the tone <laughs> for a great two years here in Carolina. Uh, that,
1: no, bro. Wasn't that post beard, Sam Darnold? Or was that as soon as he stepped on? To Carolina Panther facilities, I thought. Yeah, no, that was that was bearded Sam Darnold. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to ruin the joke. I liked it too. I didn't even hate it. Thank but you. Just say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'll take that one. I'll I'll wear that L. So yeah, Sam Darnold. No, now that now that I'm thinking about it correctly, he was very edgy right from the. I'm rip.
2: trying to think when when the Eagles put together that team back in 20 was it 2012 2013 where they literally was, signed everybody.
1: I think it was beyond that. I think maybe maybe it was, but Namdi Asamoah who immediately fell off as soon as they signed. That him. That
0: was crazy. What as, a name!
1: Oh yeah, fantastic. Uh, I don't know if I could spell it for you, but I feel like I can pronounce it okay.
2: Can you say it again clearly? Because you did it right off the right off the
1: bat. Namdi Asamoah. That's good. I think so. You're good. You're a good speaker. Thank you. I, well, you know, hopefully they keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, when they signed him, and then it was. Because Vince Young was the backup QB, yes, which at the time was, oh, okay, that's awesome. That's a great quarterback room. Is that okay? I, awesome, at least for Vince Young. I felt like that adjective was okay. Yeah, there. Michael Vick, Vince Young, they had Deshaun Jackson then too. Uh,
0: Cullen Jenkins, Dominic Rogers, Cromarty, oh, Johnny yeah. Lee Higgins, Ronald Brown, Donald Lee. And Steve Smith, the other Steve Smith, and Jason Babin.
1: I I would not have gotten that. I did not know the other Steve Smith played for Philadelphia. Yeah. Never would have guessed that. I remember when we all thought the Giants wide receiver trio was going to blow up. Hakeem Nix, former Tar Heel, Mario Manningham, and Steve Smith. They all kind of fell off pretty quickly after they had some good years initially. At least that's what I remember.
2: Yeah, no, they did. And remember, you had Victor Cruz, who sauced all over the NFL for one year, got a massive
0: contract. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it was. He was sick though in that little time period. All
1: right, so you know where this question is going. The Victor Cruz salsa dance is it the best of all time?
0: No, it was fire, but not. Love
1: Jalen Waddles Waddle, of course, but that's a me thing.
2: Isn't Ray Lewis's intro the best of all time? Yeah that's pretty good i
1: used to get hype off that thing but i mean people are gonna write in you know billy white shoes johnson i think he kind of like did you know the little chicken dance or whatever he did i think you have icky Beyond shuffle is
0: my favorite
1: oh prime time prime time is great yeah the high stepping into the end zone that's and for then sure. the dance
0: but i loved
1: cruz's salsa
0: it was dope i, I loved the it. salsa was dope i think it's top five yeah any salsa I cannot, but we did take dance classes in Miami I last summer, though, so we actually did. We did the—oh, um, I forgot what the— <laughs> Did you have to take cotillion? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Ballroom dancing? No, we did the—it was Latin dance, and um, we learned two different ones.
1: You said you could salsa, Walker? Uh, so people listening on the radio, Uh-oh. as soon as I said, I can salsa, Fitty reached for his phone, started filming— and then said, Hey, you said you could salsa? I'm not about to do that for I've you. I'm
2: not recording now, but get up and salsa. Oh, force. no, I totally
0: trust you. My video's oh, yeah. online, though. It's on Instagram. Come on. When you I have, was doing you the dances?
1: Have, you have a dancing video yeah. on Instagram? I would it's love in to see it. It's numbers, too. <laughs> it's there?
0: Am I real? What'd you do again? What I forgot it? what the two dances that she taught us was, but it was in Miami, man. It was a lot of fun. Do uh, your
2: hips lie like, she, like Shakira's doing? Is that why you're too afraid to salsa? Come on, yeah, let me see those hips.
1: They they lie like you do on yep, the text Ronison line. right there. Um, i put
0: it in the group chat.
1: 619 wrote, the gritty is the second best to the icky shuffle. Gritty nah. just, nope. Justin Jefferson's gritty. Oh, you don't like the gritty, Fitty? No,
2: nah, not after Mac Jones gritted in the Pro Bowl.
1: Well, now, you know, <laughs> I just, I just kind of stumbled into a rhyme. We need to see a Fitty Gritty. <laughs> <Gitty> gritty. <laughs> You're getting gritty with it that's exactly what i want to see 619 said all three of my kids gritty all over the house I feel like that's oh a, god the yeah. dance and gritty i feel like oh, is yeah. The kid yeah my dance. son was doing it 100 i'd ground my kids <laughs> why <laughs> no no fun <laughs> don't have any fun tc
2: said antonio brown twerks
1: I don't remember that one. I I
2: mean, I remember him kicking a Browns punter in the face, but that that wasn't twerking.
1: I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings when that happened. Everybody was beside themselves at what happened, just straight putting the spikes to that punter's face. Um, looking at some other text messages, Anonymous A wrote in Chad Ocho Cinco had the best TD celebration. He has oh,
0: yeah, yeah, some dope ones. I'm going with dances. But I dance, think you're though. talking about a one that yeah. is a continual thing.
1: I'm going with dances because we can go to Steve Smith right here. We can do some of those touchdown celebrations. Joe Horn. But I'm going with the dance. Joe Horn was, yeah, that was great. I loved that one, the Joe Horn cell phone. My favorite one, though, is T.O. with the Sharpie. That is the biggest boss move I've ever seen. I think that's what yeah, I was. It. I remember watching I that mean, game live. Can you imagine? I mean, that is so cool. I'm sorry. The fact that you catch a football and then you have a Sharpie and you sign that thing off and hand it into the stands. I was like, wait, what? You had that in your sock the whole time. <laughs> Best one ever. I know we have dances Ooh. that people like Ray Lewis dances great. But if you're just talking about one offs, one celebration, T.O. with the Sharpie is my favorite ever. Cell phones. Great. Give me T.O. Sharp. A good,
0: that's a good thought. Yeah, that's somebody far, wrote best in. Best celebration ever.
1: Somebody wrote in T.O. signing the football. I just, does it get any cooler than that? I, I thought it was Man, awesome. I was ill. Maybe I'm gassing it up too much. But I, when I was a kid, I was like, okay, yeah. I, I don't even, Do we know where that football is to this day? I do not. Can we get our research team on it? I'd love to know the person that received that signed football from Terrell Lowens. It's got to be one of the better uh, treasured sports memorabilia items that he had
0: <laughs> yeah man I, I man i gotta think about that though so we'll see but what we will think about for now though mm-hmm. is Fiddy's last flash of the day come on baby all right guys some news coming out in the college football
2: world we knew there were changes coming to speed up the game because if baseball needs a clock then so does every other sport needs a faster clock and for the first time since 1968 The clock will not stop in Division I college football games after first downs, except in the final two minutes of each half. They expect this to uh, shorten the games by seven plays per game. Is this enough to speed up the length of college football games?
1: Seven plays is about a series, right? Maybe where you pick up one or two first downs, something like that seems somewhat significant. I, I don't, it'll shorten it I don't a little it. bit. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm fine with it.
0: But and, I'm like fitty with baseball. College football games can't be too long for me.
1: Yeah, they can be too long for me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. It's, it's not like baseball was, but I think I'm with this, especially with the rules still applying at least within the final two minutes. I think I'm okay with all that.
0: Alright, well <sighs> I think that As I said, it can never be too long for me. I mean, some of the rules, though, if they quicken it, that's fine as well. Like I said, (laughs) especially if it keeps it from running, because what you You hate hate is now what you hate is when it runs into the next game that you want to watch. That's when I get annoyed. When you're talking about you sitting there and you're waiting for the big 3:30 game and the trash noon game that you didn't really want to watch is still going on and cutting into the game that you really want to watch. Now that's why I have a problem. That's why I hope it saves the day. But when we return, oh, you got something? No, no, we're good. good. Okay. You wanted to talk right there. All right, well, when we return, we close this thing down. The week that was, this is the and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
2: Randy Moss, without even really being able to run, as
1: he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss.
0: <laughs> I forgot about the sound there. The moon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the disgusting. I remember act. that. I was watching that game yes, live too. We are talking
1: about best touchdown celebrations. The moon. Oh, I. For, the the call is what makes that so great. Even if you, <laughs> they are trying to chastise him for shooting the moon, and yet it makes it all the more funny. (laughs) To me, I love that call. That's fantastic. 704-570-9610. Tell us your favorite NFL celebrations, the touchdown celebration. And really, like, I guess dances is what we were thinking of more so. But still, the moon, I'm glad that we had that call. 919 said Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson. Yeah. Very good. Um, I know a lot of people around these parts don't want to give it I didn't
0: really like it that much.
1: Well, I I thought it was good. Uh, Kakalak wrote in, Kelsey with the stanky leg was pretty dope. Fiddy, can you stanky? Yeah, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were <laughs> going I, so. I saw you bust that stanky leg. 803 said, Zeke jumping into the Salvation Army bin the first time was pretty cool. If we're going celebrations, I did like it. I thought it was funny. I thought the still shots of that were pretty cool. Mambo Leap. Lambo Leap is great. Oh, Lambo Leap is so overrated. What were you gonna say about Salvation Army?
2: I was just gonna say, dude, rookie Zeke was a vibe. You know, like it was it was just a lot of fun. He kind of peeked out of the bowl. Like, you know, he was
1: I thought that was funny. Yeah. I thought it was good. Uh Merriman Lights Out Dance. Yeah. That good was one. good. The tattoo that he had too as well. Two oh one said, How did y'all forget about Brian Dawkins? Ryan Dawkins was oh,
0: He did the bird, right? No, he did the he Wolverine. Went, oh. It was like, I think it was something, a playoff Wolverine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I forget. I just... Because he's a big comic guy, too. Wasn't he just going crazy on the field? No, he would do something. He had something he would do. I forgot what it was, but he, he did have a celebration. All
1: right, two things before we go to the week that was. I just got a weird Snapchat with a blue face, okay? And it said... Your AI bot. This just happened during the break, and so I don't really get on Snapchat get of like it. that. So now it is the artificial <laughs> intelligence. You said what? I
0: said I would get off of
1: there. I'm scared. The artificial intelligence chat. It said this is like your this is your chat bot. It's almost like some her Joaquin Phoenix nah. type stuff. That is really freaky. I don't know what it. It, it did not leave the explanation up there long enough. Mm. And it went away. I don't. You're rubbing your hands together like you're cooking something up. I don't know what it is. Billy really sent
2: that to you. If you would have seen Avengers Age of Ultron, you would know that artificial intelligence is the
0: future of our world and Oh, our no society. doubt about it. Okay, I saw so something why- yesterday where an AI dog helped Uh, some police
1: do something in New York. No, I I acknowledge its existence. I I don't know what you plan to do with it is my question. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. I know what he is hoping for. Yeah, uh, we need to move (laughs) off of this again. It's been a weird show in that regard. Last thing, I did forget to mention that one of my buddies who played on Baltimore's practice squad for quite some time, when he was cut, all he did was just get a whole bunch of practice jerseys that some of the stars wore. And he was there long enough, the three-year max rule at the time before you had to get cut. You couldn't stay on the practice squad anymore. So he was buddies enough with some of the players there, like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. And so he just got some of the jerseys and took them on home. So I got to wear the Ray Lewis jersey one time and do the Ray Lewis dance. Wow. So Doesn't
0: feel like it too when you did it? Did the energy just course through? You should have went and hit somebody the, like the office linebacker. We did.
1: We absolutely did that. We had a few beers in us, and so we hit some people, and uh, yeah, few beers. You remember helped.
0: that Terry? Uh, what was his name? <laughs>
1: the office linebacker, yeah, Mike. But he I had thought. a name no,
0: though. I think no, it was Terry.
1: I think it was Terry. Let's see, Let's I know somebody was going to write it in, um, and let us know exactly what that was. All right, Fitty, week that was. It's time. What you got for us? Terry Tate. Right. Right. Terry Tate. That's right.
2: All right, guys, we go back to. I believe this was Monday show. My very. Right before my first fitty flash of the week, a listener thought it, or sent in a thoughtful text
1: mm-hmm.
2: about the concerns about maybe drafting Bryce Young could be Jamarcus Russell 2.0, <laughs> and old West body slammed him. Well, how concerned are y'all that Bryce Young could be Jamarcus Russell
1: 2.0? I have. Hmm.
0: Jamarcus Russell.
1: <laughs> that that makes f-
0: me almost want to lay on the board and cry. That somebody would even say something that dumb. I'm sorry, you know, insulting the, Just, the listeners. But come on, man. Look, I'm gonna try to to help. on now. I'm, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna try to help real quick. Like that that's gotta be that's gotta be an only sort of form of number one pick bust. There is there is no other worry that you have between those two. <laughs> Wes was not okay with that comparison. I get you. You were talking about number one overall bust. I get you. But, man, they are very different in stature yeah. and mind and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I took it that way in the beginning. I see what he was saying, but at first that thing hit Ooh. me like a ton of bricks.
1: Yeah, like Terry Tate office linebacker. Yeah. All right, what you got for us next? A
2: 704 number is texted in. If Fitty gets any, it'll be artificial. Can't yeah. argue with the man's. Moving on to number two. This was Tuesday. <laughs> Right? Because, Walker, you went and ran on Monday.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: you, the best part about it is whenever you you screw up, you just <laughs> automatically know it's going to show up back here on Friday. And, I've well, learned.
1: Your voice quit on you. We'll put that interview on the website, WFNZ.com. And by the way, you can check out the podcast, our very own page, the tab. It's easy enough. Just go to WFNZ.com. Click on Wes and Walker, and you can catch all of the Best Of segments, the hours, if you want to comb through some of those, all on WFNZ.com. We appreciate everyone listening to the show. Coming up next. (laughs) That's going to be at the end of the week, isn't it? Yeah, It's Um, brutal. All right. So (laughs) you run one time and quite literally (laughs) one time and all of a sudden you're sick for about a week. (laughs) Yeah, I was telling some people that story, uh, just how bad it was for me after I ran. And I'm not kidding. It was .6 miles and it was like I ran three. It just killed me so bad. I would like to pose an idea to you whenever we say coming up next i would like to pause you play that soundbite of me failing on air and then we can move on if we could get dynamic production on that all right last one what you got for us
2: all right so also later in the week we got on a conversation about tv characters and walker you're you're a lot nicer to human beings than i am
1: until you kind of told us how you feel about alan harper no one do I hate more than Alan Harper Like leaps and bounds I-, I wish I could express to you The gap between first place that is Alan Harper And everybody that falls behind him Yeah, I get so cringy <laughs> Watching him on the screen Mooch and mooch and mooch And lie and be a weasel And be weak <laughs> and fall into these off Like not smart yeah. Hate everything about him I didn't realize that I had this within me
0: by the way But it ends up getting hot women all yeah, the see, time
2: He gives me hope damn it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's I, really like that for you and Alan Harper. I didn't realize it. I did it. He's aggravated it, it's so because because it doesn't let up everything you know it kind of goes to the Michael Scott theory where he shows these glimpses of competence where you're like, okay, that's why he's the boss. You see zero instances <laughs> of a redeeming quality about Alan Harper. Zero. There's not one in that entire show's history. The only thing is maybe he tries to get uh, his son, Jake, to do his homework every now and then. Yeah, he was a good day. dad. I mean, I don't know about good. He was a good dad. He was fine. His
2: dad went and joined the military, became an upstanding citizen. Like, what else he more was a you good want dad. from Alan he, Harper?
1: Listen, man. I'm sorry. If his kid, if your kid was getting the grades that Jake was, you would have him, you would have a sit down and then you would yeah, fix Yeah, but I'm stuff. saying he
0: was doing the best with what he was working with because Jake was as dumb as a rocks.
1: Zero redeeming quality. Kyle, please back me up on this <laughs> about Alan Harper. I, you know, we, we had this conversation yesterday, so all I'm going to say is like, if, if your television role Role model that has you
0: holding out hope that you can get laid with <laughs> regularity
2: <laughs> is Alan Harper. Who Will else raise is a better example? Ba-
0: Literally anybody. Raise the bar just a little bit. He actually is a good example though for Fitty because As Alan father- Harper would fall into great situations. Nah, he fell into a lot of good-looking women. No. He got Candy because that was his brothers and he picked her up because True. he dumped her. Because True. Because
1: Candy had the IQ of a vegetable. Yeah, oh. but she
0: still liked him and <laughs> she was bad.
1: But Alan Harper never had the irrational confidence of that man right there, right? That's <laughs> correct. So he doesn't
0: need to fall into anything.
1: He yeah. whether he deserves it or not. This dude right here He got Lindsay
0: want- off of Jake's friend. Uh, and then he, he ran into a lot of randoms just off random situations. And by the way,
1: irrational confidence, great thing to have. So, not, the worst said. episode was the one with Linda Carter. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, the episode with
0: Linda Carter is probably the one where you hate him the most, though. I you Linda, Linda had Carter. conversations off Air West.
1: We got some conversations. Yeah. About Linda Carter? No, you and I, we just, we just found some harmony on, on something the other day that we okay. can't bring to the yeah, air. Yeah, West. yeah, yeah. All right. We like aggressive women. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> 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 uh, Wes and I like aggressive great cow from old dog. All right. <laughs> Not a bad dog, just I, saying just you know. Alright, let's get it to the Kyle Bailey show. Right, Joe, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate it, man. You do the same right after this bomb show you're about to put on sports radio ninety two seven WFNC. Mm. Stay tuned for Kyle Bailey and Smoke Ludwig. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.